This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. Glad to be with you as always. And I want to record a podcast today just with a little bit of musing about the idea of rest. I'm coming up on a time where we are headed out on a spring break, little spring break vacation with my family and looking forward to some rest and some recharge there. I hope some of you are going to have that opportunity who are listening as well in the next couple weeks. And so as I'm headed out to a time where I'm trying to rest, I've been thinking a little bit about how it is that Jesus gives us rest and why it's so important. And so in particular today, what we're going to do is just briefly think about Matthew chapter 11, Jesus' invitation to come to him to give us rest and how that works its way out, not just in our spiritual standing before Jesus, but in our practical life as a person who's walking with Jesus in the world. And so where I'm starting is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, where Jesus says, "'Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened.'" and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, in this passage, this is an invitation. Jesus says, come to me, come to me. It's a personal invitation to come to Jesus. Anyone who's weary, are you weary Are you burdened? Jesus says, come to me. I'm going to give you rest because I have an easy yoke. The idea of a yoke is, you know, kind of like that wooden thing you put on an ox or on an animal to pull a cart or a plow forward. And in, in, in this sense, Jesus is contrasting something. He's saying there's a yoke, there's a, a burden that is put on some of you by the pharisaical religion of the day, this religion of rules and regulations of religious legalism imposed on people by the Pharisees and the scribes. And that is, that is a heavy burden. It weighs people down. It crushes them. Jesus gives the contrast. He says, in contrast to that, my yoke following me, it, 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 it's an easy burden. My burden is light. And so in particular in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is inviting us into a soul-level resting of who we are into who He is that is a contrast to the legalistic discipline of the Pharisees. The Pharisees had lists of prescriptions and rules that were crushing burdens to people, but Jesus, on the other hand, is bringing a rest through simple trust in Him. It's, it's an eternal sort of rest. It's an invitation for all who are just trying to earn their way to God, trying to please God through human effort, to come to Jesus, to receive Him by faith, and to find a rest for the soul, to find a rest that is found only in Jesus. And the thing about this rest that Jesus gives us is that it's the sort of rest that it's beyond just taking a nap, like a physical recharge, it goes deeper into the spiritual level. In fact, if we go kind of beyond Matthew chapter 11, another key passage in the New Testament about the rest Jesus gives is Hebrews chapter 4. 
It builds on this idea that Jesus gives rest to his followers. And in Hebrews 4, it talks about how it kind of pictures salvation as entering into God's rest. I'm going to read a couple verses out of Hebrews 4. It says, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, Since the promise to enter his rest remains, let us beware that none of you are found to fall short. For we who also received the good news just as they did, but the message they heard did not benefit them since they weren't united with those who heard it in faith. For we who have believed have entered his rest. Okay, just here's the key. The people who haven't entered the rest of God are those who don't believe, but those who have believed are spoken to have entered into his rest. Jump down in Hebrews chapter 4 to verse 9. It says, Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. The person who has entered God's rest has rested from his own works, just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort. Let us strive to enter that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience that marked the Israelites. So, Jesus invites us into his rest, into this sort of resting from our own works. And in Hebrews chapter 4, it says the key to that is to, by faith, by trusting all that Jesus is, place ourselves into this place where we, we're no longer striving to obey, to be accepted by God, but we, we rest in the forgiveness, grace, and salvation that's found in Jesus. In a way... Entering into salvation is all about resting. It's resting from our own labor. It's resting from the work of trying to figure out a way to please God. It's resting from trying to have a life where we earn God's favor to trusting all that God is for us in Jesus. So in one sense, how is it that Jesus gives us rest? To all who are weary and burdened, to all the people wanting a vacation out there, to all the... To all the people needing to offload some of the cares of this past year, how does Jesus give us rest? The first and most important answer, I think, foundationally is this. He invites us into an eternal rest by trusting in his finished work instead of trusting in our own striving. But I want to go a step further here because I think that what happens in my life is I drift away from this soul-level resting of all that I am in Jesus, and I just enter into a way of living that while I know my soul is secure and my eternal destiny rests on Jesus, I'm living as if I need to run this kind of rat race to keep up. My pace is high and my burden is heavy. So I have Jesus who offers me soul-level rest in him, but I'm living as if I need to achieve. I need to strive. I need to fight forward. So the question I have beyond just how does Jesus give us spiritual rest is how practically does this resting that we have entered into in Jesus take hold in our daily living? How is it that we enjoy this new Sabbath rest that he's invited us into? How is it we actually live in such a way that we feel in our soul level that the yoke of Jesus is easy and his burden is light? How do we enjoy our new status in God's kingdom? Well, in that sense, I'm having to learn right now that there are some disciplines of resting in Jesus that kind of 
what, here's what they do. They reinforce that the yoke of Jesus is easy and his burden is light. I'm learning by the habits of life that I don't have to be a work all the time person to actually live in Jesus. So here's three kind of restful disciplines that maybe as you're headed out on a spring vacation like me, or you just on a daily level need to live into this, that can help to reinforce to you that you have come to Jesus and found a true soul level rest in him. Here's three daily disciplines. I'm going to talk about them simply the discipline of Sabbath or the grace of Sabbath, the disciplines of bodied practices, body graces, and then Third, the discipline of the body of Christ, the grace that comes to us through the people of Jesus. So let's talk about those quickly. Sabbath grace, we've talked about Sabbath before on the podcast, but I want to remind you that Sabbath is a day that we set aside to rest from work, to enjoy God, to worship Him, and to delight in Him. It's a weekly reminder that we are human beings, not just human doings. And Sabbath rest isn't just about resting from activity. Taking a day every week where we rest, it's not ceasing activity. It's taking a day where we don't just rest from activity. We rest from the ceaseless need to be productive. We're resting not just from activity, but from productivity. We're reminding ourselves with the the weekly habitual practice of a day of rest that we don't just exist as production makers or consumers in the world. We exist as children of God. And he rested from his labor, and so we model that rest. And here's the deal. If you haven't really rested your full soul in Jesus, I think it's really hard to rest your life and to stop being productive. I find this almost every week for me. Here's the thing. I love what I do as a pastor. I love the work that I do. I find great value in it. But if I don't stop from doing even that holy ambition sort of work that I have, What I'm preaching to myself in my practices is that I don't matter unless I'm working. I don't matter unless I'm producing. I think a lot of us, we need to remember again, Jesus has invited us into this yoke that is easy, this rest for our souls. But we can live in such a way that the practices of our life are counterproductive to that message. You don't just preach to yourself by listening to the Word of God. You preach to yourself by the habits and practices you have in life. And so if you're not taking a weekly time, I just would urge you, take a day. For me, it's going to be Saturdays because I kind of work on Sundays as a pastor. Where That is a day where I am resting from productivity so that I can worship God and enjoy Him. I can enjoy the fruit of the labor that I've put in throughout the week, and I can rest because Jesus has invited me into that. Here's a second kind of habit or practice or grace for you to learn to rest into Jesus. And I'm calling these body graces. What I mean is they are the simple graces that remind you that you aren't limitless. God kind of cares for you through your actual physical practices. So think of some of them. The Bible talks about how in the Psalms it says he gives his beloved sleep. So sleep is a grace of God. You notice that it's spoken of in that grace gift language. He gives the gift of sleep. What good is it for you to uselessly toil? He gives sleep. Even simple things right now, we're headed into springtime. He gives, the Bible talks about this, God gives to the world 
sun, and rain on both the just and the unjust. They're called common graces. They are the gifts that God is giving to his creation. And so what I, what I find in my own life is I'm often not a grateful receiver of those gifts because I'm just unconscious. I'm not thinking about them. I'm like, oh yeah, sleep. Everybody sleeps. Oh, it's sunny out. That's nice. What I want to cultivate in my life when I talk about the discipline of body graces, here's what it really is. It's the discipline of gratitude for simple things. That when you go out into the sun in springtime in Iowa, it's not just a chance to say, oh, thank goodness it's not winter. It's a chance to receive a gift from a heavenly father who is using his care of creation to care for you. You're a physical person. And so part of learning to rest in this grace of Jesus is learning to see how he cares for you in simple ways all over life. I'm going to have the chance to go on spring break and hang out with family members who live in Florida. That is a grace to me. It's an undeserved privilege to sit and look at the ocean. That's God's care. And so I don't just want to unconsciously enjoy that. I want to consciously with gratitude, acknowledge God in that. So God gives us his care. He invites us into the rest of Jesus through Sabbath. He invites us to enjoy the rest that Jesus gives through gratefully receiving those body graces that he gives us. And then finally, God invites us into the rest of Jesus by providing us with a body in the body of Christ, with a family in other Christians. Jesus instructs us, In Galatians 6, he says, we're to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. You see, Jesus, he doesn't just care for you by saying, well, I care for you. But when another Christian comes along, that's a person who is inhabited by the Spirit of Jesus, picking up a burden for you. It's Jesus lifting up your burdens by a member of his body lifting up your burdens. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 comes to mind for me here. When it talks about the body of Christ, it says, we exhort you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who are idle, to comfort the discouraged, to help the weak. It literally, the picture there is to carry, to pick a person up, to carry the weak and to be patient with everyone. There are gonna be days in our lives where every one of us fits into the category of someone who's weak. And it's not just that Jesus is gonna carry along carry us along in those moments, but that his body, his people, our brothers and sisters, they're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus to pick us up. And so how does Jesus invite us rather to enter into his rest? Well, he sends us friends, parts of the body, members of our small group who come alongside us and carry us along, who, who walk with us in life so that we're not alone. When Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, part of the reason the burden is light in Jesus is because other people are bearing that burden with us. They're carrying it. They're the way that Jesus cares for us. So when Jesus asks us, invites us to enter into his rest, my point is he's not just inviting us to place faith in him and salvation. Jesus is actually daily coming to you and inviting you into his rest, caring for you through these means, 
through the grace of Sabbath or the grace of simple physical provision of sun and of sleep, through the grace of providing a body, a family for you in Jesus that bears burdens and carries you. Every one of those are a way that Jesus is caring for us. It reminds me of Martin Luther when he was speaking of how Jesus cares for the world. He gives this illustration. He says, as we pray the Lord's Prayer and we ask for our daily bread, how does Jesus bring that daily bread to his people? Well, in my case, he brings it through Aldi's and through the person who stocks the shelves and through the baker who bakes the bread. And so what Luther said is he said, in answering the prayer, God, give us our daily bread, Jesus is inhabiting the baker. In other words, the baker is the unseen hand of God to care for his people. When Jesus invites you into rest, Sabbath is the the hand of God to bring that rest to you. Simple graces of sunshine and sleep, of friendship, those are the unseen hand of God to care for you. And so my hope is in the spring break time, you get a little break. And in that break, you hit pause and you don't just say, wow, this is a great, beautiful, sunny day, spring day to be outside. Instead, you look at that and you say, wow, this is part of Jesus coming to me and inviting me into his rest, into his joy. I want you to receive that rest from him. I'm praying that it'll recharge you. And if you're going out on spring break, I'm praying that just a few simple devotional thoughts will be in the back of your head that'll stir gratitude for God and just a chance to rest in the simple grace of Jesus. God bless you guys as you rest in Christ. 